You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome in to this top three Thursday episode here at Locked On Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, here every single Monday through Friday, five days a week covering your New Orleans Saints. On today's episode, we're going to open up with a great conversation that I have with Locked On Steelers host Christopher Carter about the parallels of these two organizations, including the similar quarterback situations, handling of the cap, and the success in building the team around those quarterbacks. And although these teams may be similar and have some of those similarities, the Saints seem to be a little bit further along in the reloading process. That will be our segments one and two today. Then to close out the show, I'll dig into our top three passing plays of the Saints 2020 regular season. This is supposed to be top three plays in general, but honestly, let's just make it a little bit more fun here throughout the offseason. So we'll hit the passing plays this week and then circle back to the run game later on. We've got vintage Drew Brees, peak Alvin Kamara, and outstanding offensive line play in this week's top three Thursday. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, editor over at CanalStreetChronicles.com. And your Tuesday co-host over at the Locked On NFL podcast. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints, your team every day. This is Chris Carter of Locked On Steelers. I'm here with Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints. I wanted to sit down and talk with you about where both of these teams are and where kind of people see, because you know, I, I talk with a lot of local people, but mm-hmm. I don't talk with with guys that cover other franchises about what the Steelers are going through and vice versa in comparing and contrasting what they're doing. Yeah. So what you're saying is that instead of us talking about competing with one another today, we're focused on commiserating with one another. Yeah, basically, (laughs) yes. Yes, It's like, listen, neither of our teams won the Super Bowl, so they didn't even make it there. So this is kind of where we're at. But one one obvious parallel between both Mm -hmm. these two teams is aging quarterbacks who played through the 2010s decade and lit it up. You know, Drew Brees... First ballot Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger, maybe not first ballot, but definitely a Hall of Famer. Right. Um, and and I, I look at these two guys and the talent that they brought over the years, but obviously both are at the towards the end of their careers. Mm-hmm. You know, now it looks like Ben Roethlisberger is coming back, at least for now. We that's the that's the talk every day in Pittsburgh is what's going to happen there with his contract. Sure. Even he, he said he'll take less money, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but him and Drew have carried their offense for a long time. They've been the the, the guy that, that you built around. And now both teams, I, I feel like, are in a situation where there's no real secession plan in play. That's the big thing for the Saints, right? Is that they have they have kind of a, a an heir apparent in line, but they still have to go out and sign him, right? Like he's right. not – he's a free agent. And that's, that's Jameis mm-hmm. Winston for the New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. And, and Taysom Hill got four games. He got his opportunity to go out there and really kind of light the NFL up. And – and he didn't do that. But is that what was necessary for the Saints to feel comfortable with him as a starting quarterback? Considering all of their interest in bringing back Jameis Winston, it doesn't seem like they're really into the idea of going to Taysom Hill without another option. And so that's kind of where like the Saints are kind of stuck in that limbo for sure about where do you go after Drew Brees? And it sounds like with the with the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's a similar situation after Big Ben. It really is. I mean, Mason Rudolph was drafted as sort of like, hey, if this guy works out great, if he doesn't, you took a shot. Right. You know, you know, you know, you, you took you took your third round pick on a quarterback to see what could happen. And, and I think Mason 
has shown that he can possibly be a good backup and occasionally fill in for you. Mm-hmm. But very few in Pittsburgh feel like he's the guy. And in fact, Art Rooney in his sort of exit interviews that he does every year with the media, he said, if Ben Roethlisberger doesn't come back, we are adding to the quarterback room because we cannot mm. go with it as it is. So there's an obvious sign in Pittsburgh. He's not the guy. And they and they did sign Dwayne Haskins to a futures contract. Right. So like he'll be he'll most likely make it to camp and they'll we'll see their arms duking it out in practices. But yeah, there's no there's no clear plan for Ben Roethlisberger. And, and like the talk is ever has been for the past, I'd say two to three years. Um, why don't they just draft his replacement now? And right. for me, and again, this might be a different situation with the Saints. For me, like this wouldn't be the year because of how cap strapped you are and because you have needs in other positions. Um, like the Steelers right now, everyone the, the, the draft talk this year is offensive tackle, center, running back, maybe a linebacker, maybe a cornerback somewhere, but like addressing these key positions of needs. Mm-hmm. And if you get those guys, then next year the move is to get, at least in my opinion, they, 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 yeah. got, they got cap space. They, they'll get comp picks because they're probably losing Bud Dupree and Juju and a few other guys. Mm-hmm. So like that's the year to make the move. But for the Saints, what's is the, is there a sense that like they have to make a move right mm-hmm. now to go get the automatic air or is there a sense that like hey let's get someone who can just hold the fort down at the quarterback position until yeah. we find that next guy for the saints what seems more likely is that they'll go with that guy that they feel like hey we can use this guy either as a transitional quarterback for the next couple of years a bridge quarterback if you will with Jameis Winston or potentially he ends up becoming the future of the franchise and then it works out. So the Saints are really kind of rolling the dice with NFL talent as opposed to rolling the additional dice that come with a rookie quarterback translating his game from college to the NFL. Instead, continue to build the team around and irrelevant to the quarterback position so that you can build up a team that can more quickly support a young quarterback in the future than maybe the you know transitionary sort of stumble through of having a guy do essentially a dress rehearsal without without cohorts at all. And see, that's that's where I'm at, where I tell people that, that like, there's a lot of people that say, trade up for Trey Lance, trade up for Zach Wilson, do, do all these crazy things. And I'm like, okay, you do that, and you bring him to an offensive <laughs> right. line that's struggling yep. and can't run block the way I mean I mean, I mean and, and granted Marquise Pouncey just retired so mm-hmm. like they, they got they got to get a center if you're trading up you're probably giving up a second or a third round pick there and those are one of those guys that, that that's one of those positions where you get the center to, right. move, to move forward with so now you're talking about okay where, where do we go from here then you still got to probably get another offensive tackle to play for the offensive line and you're probably you still want a, a number one running back you need to build around the quarterback because if you just bring in a new guy and just say hey have fun go figure it out you're gonna put him in a rough situation when ben came in they had they, they had an offensive line right they had a defense that could that could protect him and say hey we're gonna give you time to figure this game out and and, and get us the w and they had a run game with jerome bettis and willie parker who made it easier on him to cut to come in i don't think people realize across across the country sometimes even sometimes what that you when you have a young quarterback you need to kind of protect him and not just protect him but give him things to work with around him if you just put him in the middle of nowhere he's gonna he's gonna struggle he's gonna he's gonna get frustrated and that's not the way to build right yeah you want to try to shorten the game for a a rookie quarterback so you want a run game you want a defense you want an offensive line offensive line becomes incredibly important in those situations as do all these other supporting roles that's something that they need to have in place before moving on. The Saints have done a good job building the team around Drew Brees, sort of creating something around him to where you know they can transition into a younger quarterback, maybe more soon than Pittsburgh might be able to. But the Saints, 
also in a situation where particularly on the defensive side, they're about to potentially lose a lot of different options. So that becomes a really big part of them in terms of continuing to build around uh, whoever that secession plan at quarterback is going to be in New Orleans. And it sounds like it's going to be pretty similar in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be a lot of questions now. You can put together the parts to build your team. And I think that's where that's where the Steelers have to look and say, hey, we still got all these parts to put together that Ben Roethlisberger can ride, can ride in the, and maybe in the mm-hmm. drive, maybe, maybe ride in the driver's seat, but mm-hmm. you're not the person calling the shots and telling us where to go. Yeah, that's the exact metaphor I think we'll continue to use as we go through team building, because that's sort of the way that I look at it as well. Here in just a moment with our Locked on Steelers, Locked on Saints crossover Thursday episode, Chris Carter, Ross Jackson here, getting you through your Thursday. And, you know, we're talking about parts, we're talking about building. Building a team is one thing, but having to rebuild your car is a whole other thing, right? Because when we're talking about the team that's being rebuilt, that ain't my money. That those ain't that's not that ain't my relationships, right? We just get to talk about it and cover it. But when we have to rebuild the car, that's my money. That is my relationship potentially on the line too. If I ain't got a good enough car to get me around, you know what I'm saying? So I always like to rely on my good friends over at RockAuto.com. You put in the make, the model, the year of the car that you're looking for. Let them know what part they're going to give you. Several options, all at a fraction of the price of what you might get elsewhere over at those brick and mortar stores. So go and check them out, rockauto.com. Don't forget to let them know that Locked On sent you by writing Locked On in the How'd You Hear About Us section. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need, rockauto.com. Back here on Crossover Thursday on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers. He's Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints. We, before we get into this next segment, I want to talk about something really cool that's happening on this Locked On Podcast Network, Ross. And it's on our channel, Locked On Presents. If you're not subscribed to it, go ahead and do it now. But it's a pro, it's a program or a project that we're working on called More Than The Game. Because February is Black History Month, and on the Locked On Podcast, Podcast Network, we're honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than The Game. Right now, you can hear Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball to discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to Locked On Presents podcast feed on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, Ross, when we go back to talking about both these teams, mm-hmm. both of them are in the uh, the department where the cap is a hurting. Yeah, the cap is a hurting. The rent is too damn high. The cap is a hurting. <laughs> <laughs> too damn high. <laughs> Um, but, but like you look at the, at the league here and, uh, and, and it, regardless of the model that you use, both of them are at the bottom, uh, towards the bottom of the league. They're both in the last four. Now the mm-hmm. Steelers, if you use the, um, the over the cap model, they have around 80 or not 80, I'm sorry, $22 million. They're over the cap right now. If you use spot rackets more like 14.2 and mm-hmm. that's, just the, they have different projections on what the salary cap will be. Cause we have no right. idea what, what it will be right. um, because of COVID and TV contracts and such. Mm-hmm. And the saints right now with the over the cap model, they're 69 million over. They'd probably be closer to 63 million over with the, uh, with the spot rack model. Mm-hmm. But these are two teams that have to make tough decisions moving forward. Yeah. Um, with the, with the saints, I look, I look at this, and I say, like, man, there's a lot of guys making money here, and and like some guys maybe aren't as super essential to what the team is doing right now, like maybe a Quan Alexander, mm-hmm. but you still got some tough decisions ahead here. Yeah, there are some tough ones. I will tell you this: the Saints are about 
five or six restructures, two extensions, and four cuts away from being under the salary cap. That's how quickly <laughs> uh, they can get under it. Quickly, quote unquote, right? That That's quick work for the New Orleans Saints who restructure contracts all the time. And they always just push things down the road because tomorrow never comes in the NFL, right? And the only right. reason why it showed up for both of these teams uh, who have similar similar uh, strategies in terms of how to, uh, let's say, maneuver the cap, not manipulate it, because they are working within the rules of the NFL. Uh, mm-hmm. The only reason why it came to a reckoning this season is because of the pandemic and, and the salary cap dropping for the first time in the NFL. And so I think that that's, that's a big part of it. So that's how the Saints get under the salary cap this offseason, is a lot of that kind of work, as opposed to, you know, sort of uh, bleeding. I think Nick Underhill called it like bleeding out in the street, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as the other as the other route. The Saints can go about it however they choose to go about it, but I think they'll lean the more restructure route. Well, that's that's where I think that a lot of people don't realize how much money you can save on restructuring, right? Um, because like the Steelers, they do it all the time, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they they, they that's how they kind of got to this point where you know the past three years we've entered into the offseason, the Steelers are over the cap, and everyone's in panic mode. What are we going to do? How are you going to? They're, they're going to have to lose Ben. They're going to have to give up on you know before it was Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. You gear up and pay those guys, and then you're like, oh wait right. a second, they can just re-sign these guys, extend their contracts, get rid of certain guys you don't need anymore and they make it work and this year it started off where they were like i think they were like in the 40 million dollar range of Mm -hmm. over the cap and then simply marquis pouncey vance mcdonald retires bam now they're like they're in the range again based on what model you use and they're either around 20 million or 14 million dollars over the cap and ben roethlisberger has already said that he's willing to rework his contract by doing that alone they're probably going to be able to get themselves close to even. And then that's not even considering what they could do in, in extending maybe Stefan to it or restructuring right. him or Steven Nelson or David cash. Like there's other guys they can do that for. That's what I want people to understand is when you see these numbers, it's not impossible. Now there's going to be, there could be some hurt there. There's going to, there could be sure. certain guys that you can't be afford to pay as much to stick around, but it's, I think these are two organizations that know, they have a core to build around yes. and it's not going to be, it's like, there's a lot of people are saying, tear this down, tear that down. Like, no, just because they're, they're these quarterbacks are at the end of their careers doesn't mean that you get rid of these really good players that you put around each other. You know, the Saints and I think the Steelers are, are in the midst of doing, I think the Saints are maybe just a little bit further down the, down the process. They have built a car that can drive the quarterback as opposed to relying on the quarterback to drive the car. And so I think that that's kind of where the Saints have really, that's why they've spent the money that they said. That's why they've extended guys like, uh, Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara and Demario Davis. You know, they extended Demario Davis. Like, I think that news broke in the middle of the second game of the season last year. Yeah. You know, they they've really done a good job doing that and building that offensive line and building a defensive line that relies on rotation as opposed to star power, which is also a very smart thing. Uh, 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 I would say Pittsburgh has done that as well in terms of their ability to rotate defenders, and they have star power, but because those players turned into stars, not because they relied on them being stars, right? And I think that's a very smart way to go, uh, particularly in in areas like the secondary and things like that, to where it's just as effective to have, if you have four secondary positions, two corners, two safeties, for instance, it's just as effective to have four B players than one A player and three C players. You know what I mean? It's, right. it's just as fine to go about that and sometimes even preferable to go that route. So I think those are going to be the places where these two teams will continue to remain competitive even after the quarterback position because of how well they've built up the product elsewhere. And they have done a good job maneuvering through the salary cap and will continue to do so even with this drop. 
and and again, like you said, there's these young defenders that have become core players for both these teams. You know, for the Steelers, they've got Minka Fitzpatrick to step up and become an All Pro safe uh, an All Pro right. safety for the Saints. You got Marshawn Lattimore, who mm-hmm. I, with with the current state of his contract, that's a guy who you could say, "Hey, Marshawn, you're a part of what we'd want to do for the future. We're extending you, but can you help us out with this cap hit, my right. brother?" Um, and, and and like right now, his cap hit is about ten point two million dollars, mm-hmm. an extension where you play around with that money. And again, the the Steelers and the Saints. They're not in the same situation for 2022, but both of them have a nice amount of cap space that they can push some money over into the next year for the players that they know they want to keep uh, going into not next season, of course, but two seasons from mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where you could talk to your your uh, your Marshawn Lattimore's, your Demario Davis's, even like your Teron Armstead It's like, hey, you guys, we know that you want to be here and we want you to be here. Why not help us out and work with us to move this money around so we can keep other guys around you and we can still be good to go? Yeah, absolutely. That's one of those things that has really helped them with these type of contract situations under most circumstances where they say, hey, we're going to take care of you. Your contract's just going to look a little weird while we do it, but we're going to get you taken care of. And so always the best bet in those situations. Talked a little bit about you know, best bets and trusting and all these other things. Let me tell you, let's put those together. The only place that we trust that for you to go and put money down and put your bets on the line is going to be betonline.ag, our exclusive online betting partner. It's the fastest and easiest way to get in on all of your sports action because football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, NHL, MLB right around the corner as well. Most of these things in full swing. And you know what? If you want a little bit of extra action too, there's awards, TV shows, and reality TV that BetOnline covers as well with real updated odds and props on almost everything that you can imagine and more. BetOnline.ag is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up at BetOnline.ag. Head over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You put $100 down, you get an extra 50 to go on top of it, you get up there, continue, you could you know, you do that up to, up to however much you want. There's no limit on it, so go and check it out, BetOnline.ag, BetOnline your online sportsbook experts. Let's get it. Who that nation wrap it up today's episode. But once you're done here with locked on saints, make sure you check out locked on NFL Thursdays are an absolute must listen with Ryan Tracy and Jake Lisko breaking down teams across the NFL from an analytics and team building perspective. Lots of team building going on in this episode so make sure you go and check them out locked on nfl subscribe wherever you get your podcast now chris carter and i did go on for more of that conversation to talk a little bit about the comparisons as well between sean payton and mike tomlin two extremely successful head coaches over the past 14 15 years in the nfl i will share that portion of our conversation next week but i wanted to make sure that we got into our top three thursday today to talk about our top three passing plays of the Saints 2020 regular season. Now, I stuck with the regular season here because I knew in the playoffs that one of them was already going to be taken up. If I opened it up to the playoffs, it's going to be the Jameis Winston, you know, a double pass or not even double pass, I guess, but the, the pass to him on the end around for the, the big touchdown to Traquan Smith. That was an obvious choice. So I wanted to kind of limit it a little bit more to talk about the 2020 regular season only. So let's go ahead and dive in here. Number three on this one is the 23-yard flea flicker pass from Drew Brees to Traquan Smith. This was in week seven at home against the Carolina Panthers. 
There are a lot of things that make this play absolutely outstanding here. We broke this down on our Film Watch Wednesday after this game, but there's just so many things here. The formation, Traquan Smith lined up on the outside of the bunch at the bottom of the screen, which helps to sell the run, the handoff, the pitch to Alvin Kamara and Drew Brees doing the right thing here in terms of delivering the pitch, but then also gathering and covering enough ground so that he has the depth behind Alvin Kamara so that when Alvin Kamara passes back to him, it's still eligible for a second forward pass. Alvin Kamara did a great job in this one as well, selling the run. Traquan Smith helping with that, selling the block before he came across the formation. Once the defense commits, Alvin Kamara also did a great job delivering an on-target lateral back to Drew Brees so that Drew Brees could easily transition from catching to throwing off the hitch and then getting an accurate and on-time throw to Traquan Smith over toward the left side of the field between the hash marks and the outside boundary. But the real star of this play for me is the offensive line. They reset the line of scrimmage to help sell the run to the right side. And then Eric McCoy peeling back over his outside shoulder to clean up a would-be free runner on Breeze in order to allow that pass to get off. So many things had to go right here. They were all in concert with one another as an offensive unit. And then thus, they get the big 23-yard completion to Traquan Smith down to the field. All right, number two in the passing game here, another one that we ended up breaking down on Film Watch Wednesday was a 29-yard pass from Drew Brees to Alvin Kamara versus the, the Detroit Lions, excuse me, in week four. This was an outstanding piece of play design and play calling as well. This is on fourth and four. You know, early on in the season, defense is still not sure that uh, Drew Brees is going to threaten deep. Nah, they went after them right here. And remember, the Saints were actually down 14 to zero in this game and then stormed back to score 35 straight. This play would lead to the touchdown in the red zone that tied this game up 14 all. There was a lot here that really, really helped out uh, the motion before the play to get Alvin Kamara on the inside of the trip side over on the right side. And then the play design that three by one position or formation is always going to draw a lot of attention over to where the three receivers are. So the Saints did a good job. Sean Payton did a good job here with this play design to take advantage of field position tendencies and even lateral position with having the three receivers over on the boundary side, giving you a lot of field to work with. Alvin Kamara does a great job selling the fake at the vertical part of this route at the top of the route as if he was just going to take off downfield. Instead, he wraps outside, turns it into a wheel route. The two receivers on the outside not only sell their routes upfield, but also toward the middle of the field to draw some of the congestion out of the back. Michael Burton pulls a couple of linebackers down by running a route to the outside underneath, and then just beautiful, beautiful placement by Drew Brees, being able to step up into a clean pocket that's cleanly protected by the offensive line, and then Alvin Kamara showing his receiving ability with some late hands over on the sideline there. And then that's how you got the 29-yard pass from Drew Brees to Alvin Kamara on the fourth and four to continue their ability to storm back and eventually win that game despite going down 0-14 to 14 early on. And finally, this one should be no surprise to anyone, the 52-yard passing touchdown from Drew Brees to Alvin Kamara versus the Green Bay Packers. This was simple and electrifying all at the same time. You had three ingredients to this one. You had the progression, vintage Drew Brees stepping up in the pocket, surveying all of his options and making the wise decision to check it down as opposed to trying to force something downfield or over the middle. Then you got the downfield blocking. Eric McCoy getting all the way down the field here. He gets another mention, 
35 yards down the field from the line of scrimmage to pave the way after the catch. Big credit also goes to Josh Hill and Marquez Callaway for making some great blocks downfield to help spring Alvin Kamara into the end zone. And then the rest and the final ingredient was all Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara doing Alvin Kamara things. He would evade five tacklers. It would be tacklers on this play on his way into the end zone. And the game situation also calls for this to be the number one play here too, because although the Saints would lose this game, this gave them new life at the end of the third quarter, tying this game up 27 to 27 against the visiting Green Bay Packers. And then why not real quick, we'll throw in three honorable mentions as well. Alvin Kamara's juggling circus catch on the sideline in the fourth quarter of the week five game against the Los Angeles Chargers at home. Traquan Smith's first touchdown catch in the second game up against Tampa Bay Buccaneers week nine, wide open in the back of the end zone. Great play design on that one with Alvin Kamara being a decoy there. And then Jared Cook's big juggling touchdown catch against the Panthers in week seven. That was just absolutely ridiculous in the back corner of the end zone. So that is our top three Thursday, including a few honorable mentions in the passing game. Make sure you come back tomorrow. It is our free agency Friday. So we will be back to take a look at some in-house free agents. Can the Saints Hold on to Marcus Williams and what would a contract for Marcus Williams potentially look like? We'll break that down with the help of Spot Rack and some estimated market value there. And then we'll also take a look at some other free agents out on the market that might interest the New Orleans Saints. So we'll go through all of that with our free agency Friday tomorrow. And before we sign off today, I want to make sure that we take one more quick moment to say thank you to Christopher Carter of Locked On Steelers for coming through again. You'll hear from him next week. If you want to throw him a follow on Twitter, it's at Carter Critiques. Go ahead and show him some love. Go and drop him some reviews over at Locked On Steelers. Such a phenomenal guy. Go and check out and support his work just like you take the time to support mine. And as always, I thank you for that. And I thank you for coming through. Once again, I'm Ross Jackson. You can follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're momming them. Tell your friends, family, and fellow Saints fans about the show. If you haven't already, please take a moment to subscribe. Drop that five-star rating and review. I thank you so much for all your support and for helping me grow this family. This has been Locked on Saints and Trust You.Nation. I'll holla at you.